Look up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. No, it's the tax man. He may not be a superhero, but Tony Morrow has saved many retirement plans with his nearly superhuman knowledge of tax planning strategies. It's time for Plan with the Tax Man. Hey, everybody. Welcome into another edition of Plan with the Tax Man. It's Tony and myself hanging out talking about investing, finance, retirement, and life insurance. Don't turn off the podcast just yet. I know life insurance can get a little boring, but these are reasons maybe you should get life insurance. And a lot of what you're going to hear is maybe, you know, out there is warning you why you shouldn't get life insurance. But our goal on this episode is to really just kind of focus on some of the positives and analyze the reasons why it could be beneficial to at least consider it anyway, because we tend to think of things that, you know, especially with life insurance, we have kind of a narrow frame of that sometimes. So that's the topic today. Tony, what's going on, my friend? How you doing? I've been doing well, you know, getting getting into the uh, warmer months now and excited to get outside and be outside. Yeah, it's late April now as we're dropping this podcast. So it's uh, definitely nice to have hopefully a fully spring <laughs> as we yeah. go into, as we get ready to turn into to May here pretty quickly. But, you know, Tony, life insurance, we tend to, I always love that joke, you know why they don't call it death insurance? Well, because nobody would buy it, right? Yeah, that's doesn't, right. It doesn't sound very good. But we tend to think of it like, okay, I'm in my 30s, I've got young kids, uh, you know, if I get in a car accident and, you know, injured or die or something like that, you know, that way things can get paid for, you know, income replacement. So we don't tend to think about it as a retiree. We kind of go, well, I don't really need that stuff anymore, but it still could be a tool for income replacement, even for a senior, because I mean, we're still going to lose a spouse at some point. That's right. And I love, I love talking about life insurance, even though, like you said, a lot of people turn their nose up at it. And it is a is so useful of a tool. Whenever we start a financial plan for somebody, we have to know if they if they're covered or not, and you know, try to educate them a little bit about it. Because as you said, people tend to get that that feeling of uh, well, I should just buy a term and invest the difference. I mean, the other right. there's been firms for years have been touting that, but you look at, at most people with any type of uh, toward the end of wealth. They've used life insurance uh, in some form or another to its fullest benefit. But income replacement is one of them because a lot of people just think, well, I'll buy some term. And if I die, then my spouse will obviously get uh, you know, the, the proceeds. But what they don't think, and, and, and she'll be able to pay off all the bills. But what they don't think about is the income replacement, which we try to talk to them about. Because if you know, you're 40 years old and you're earning $100,000 a year and you all of a sudden unexpectedly die, you know, that $100,000 a year, that income... Uh, would probably be need to be replaced or at least a portion of it because the spouse that's still living is going to, you know, I mean, you've adjusted to a certain lifestyle and, you know, how, how are you going to, how are you going to make that up? Yeah. And so it's important to talk about that when you're talking about life insurance, not just paying off bills, because as you said too, you know, at some, I tell my wife this, you know, at, at some point, one of us is going to be alone. We just don't know when. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's going to happen. And so we want to make sure that if it does come earlier than expected that, you know, we can get some of that income replaced. So the other living person doesn't, you know, go backwards in, in not yeah, only even, their lifestyle, but yeah, even everything. as a senior, right? I mean, because it yeah. could be uh, if you didn't select the spousal option on a pension, if you were lucky enough to have one, or mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, social security benefit, whatever. When we, you know, we only get one, you know, we don't get both of them when the other person passes. So right. we get the higher of the two. So again, it could be a tool to use for income replacement, even as 
a retiree. Uh, what about estate liquidity, Tony? Um, you know, from the from that estate standpoint, uh, maybe there's a lot of taxes that could be involved. I mean, life insurance could help with that too, correct? That's correct because state liquidity is extremely important, especially if you've got you know things that uh, you're going to owe a lot of tax on. And here in the Midwest, you know, you, you think of uh, farmers, you know, the, the land has been in the in the family for a long time, possibly. And, you know, there could be a lot of capital gains due. Now, there are some tax laws, the other steps up in basis and all that, which we won't get into. But it could, you know, be needed to cover taxes that, uh, you know, the estate and or the heirs are going to be responsible for. Now, in these parts, I mean, with, with the estate tax uh, exclusions being so high, it, it's not as prevalent to be used for that. But I have a client that's that's well above that. And, you know, we're doing all kinds of things with trust and using life insurance to hopefully pay that those estate taxes. So the rest of the money, you know, goes to the heirs. So it's definitely uh, needed for that. I mean, that, that's one of the biggest uses that I see. With like with the life insurance, yeah, uh, yeah. So I'm gonna hop around because I want to kind of keep it with that same topic of the of the family yeah. and the estate. So I'm gonna go to number four actually on my list here, which is transferring family wealth or maybe using it for a generational tool. Uh, we talked on the prior episode when we were doing the birthdays, you know that there's changes now with RMDs and things of that nature. And if you've got a 401k and you leave it to your heirs, you know, we've talked about the removal of the stretch IRA. So you know, life insurance could be a way to build generational wealth. Yeah. Yeah, well, it could because with with the elimination of some of those things and with the right types of planning, I mean, you know, you can leave your beneficiaries all this money, and in its simplest form, you know, it, it's all tax free to the yeah. beneficiaries. A lot of people don't know that. That's, you know, they think, that's oh, a great yeah. tool. Yeah, I mean, w- w- what a what a great way to leave them uh, money, especially uh, if you use some of the trusts and some things like that, and you maximize your estate tax exclusion. Because mm-hmm. uh, some of these states, you know, that are that are rather large, they're going to need some sort of life insurance to either help pay the tax or uh, provide for the heirs, um, and then use the estate money to pay the tax. One of the two. But again, when when you're when you're starting to build wealth, this stuff uh, can become extremely important. Uh, but especially for the transferring of the wealth. Yeah. But the easy one is yes, is the the proceeds are tax free. Yep, gotta like that. Uh, yeah. All right, Tony, you're a business owner, so you know business succession that could be another one. So let's just hypothetically, you and I own a business together, and and one of us passes. Well, the life uh, having life insurance could be a way that your spouse, you know, or the other business owner, excuse me, uses that money to buy off the spouse from the person who passed away. Correct. That's correct. Yep. And we we have I have two younger brothers, and we own some businesses together, oh, okay. and Perfect. that's exactly what we have. We have a lot of real estate in them. And, you know, we, we have a buy-sell and the buy-sell is funded with a life insurance policy on each of us because, you know, we have decided, well, uh, we, we need to buy out the spouse and, and we are all in agreement that we love our, our spouses, but the other people don't want to be in business with, with a spouse. And so the idea there is to, well, you know, for relatively inexpensively, we can fund these life insurance policies. If something happens to one of us, the spouse gets the, the value of the proceeds, again, tax-free, and they they don't have any rights to the business. So we, a lot of things are accomplished there. So it's something, though, that I see a lot of businesses that we work with on the accounting side that if they have partners, they, they haven't even thought of it. And they, they need to start talking about a succession plan, buy sales, funding it with life insurance, because it is inexpensive to do it that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, it, can, it can prevent a whole lot of problems down the road uh, with with 
spouses and things like that. Yeah, because they may not want they may not want to be involved, right? They just like, hey, buy me out. I'm I'm done. Whatever the case might be. So again, it could be a useful tool when we're talking about life insurance. A lot of little extra ways, not just I've got the basic insurance that when I you know when I pass something happens, you know my family gets the death benefit or whatever. Uh, there's lots yeah. of other little nuances that you could use it for. Similar, I guess, in thought, but still they can go towards different things. Business being one of those. Now, Tony, we'd be remiss if we didn't bring it up because we see these commercials, we hear these ads, we you know there's all this stuff out there. You know, use life insurance for a tax-free income in retirement. And this is not dying, right? This is they're they're marketing as, hey, while you're alive, get a tax-free income uh, through insurance. So, can you kind of tell us a little bit about you know what is it they're saying? What is that all about? So it, it's a lot. A lot of people don't favor the cash value life insurance policies uh, today, but they can be a useful tool to provide not only, of course, protection, mm-hmm. but some cash or uh, tax-free income. You know, because the idea there is you're paying more premium uh, in dollars than what you're buying in life insurance, and the, you know the the extra goes into the cash value, it starts building up over the years. And there could be some great tax advantages to use that cash value as a supplement, you know, to tax-free income. It's probably not the end all, depending on how much you've got in there. But there are certain policies that still build up relatively good cash value that you can, you know, take out while you're living and basically, you know, use it. Now you have to understand the rules and everything that goes with it. But a lot of people don't don't look at it like that. They just think, well, you know, that's that's overpaying. That's that's not a good deal, but. Once you once you take a look, it, it's uh, not too bad. I, I have one myself, and I happen to have one that's a participating dividend paying policy. But you know, it, it's I don't know, it's got uh, quite a bit in it cash value. I, I've pulled it out a couple of times mm-hmm. to basically uh, buy something, and then I pay myself back, which I love because it's, I'm using <laughs> right. my own money. I don't I don't have to rely on a bank. Right. And uh, in my case, it. it they they tried, treated it like it it never left, so I continued to earn my little dividends. But there are some things you can do with some of those, so it, it's right. definitely worth a look there. And, that, and that's the point of the conversation of the podcast this week. Is right. There's different little nuances that can be done, but you, again, you need to talk with a qualified professional because it's not going to every just like everything. Look, every tool is not for every situation. So you know, and and the elimination of every tool, right? If your you know, repairman shows up and he just, you know, has no hammers in his toolbox and he needs a hammer, well, then that's not going to be good, right? Anybody who's ever tried to hammer something with a the backside of a crescent wrench knows that that's not the greatest tool for hammering, right? You want to have yes. the proper tool. So, again, sometimes people will hear certain things and they'll just shut down immediately because, well, I don't need life insurance or whatever. So these are just some other little ways that it could be uh, or maybe should be something to at least ponder. Now, long-term care is on my list as well, Tony. Obviously, that seems mm-hmm. like a, a no-brainer. Uh, something maybe with an accelerated death benefit, you know, something like that. We we hear a lot about for helping with those healthcare expenses. We do, and I think people need to look at life insurance for that because of the cost of long-term care insurance, which you know I, I, I am a big fan of, so to speak. I mean, I think you know you need to at least take a look at that as part of your financial plan. But a lot of times, if people wait too long, you know, the long-term care coverage may not seem like it's affordable. And a lot of these life insurance policies have, you know, long-term care coverage or riders on them that you can access this money while you're still living. Now, yes, it does reduce the death benefit, but, you know, you you can use it for long-term care. So you can feel like, well, at least, you know, if if I needed to go in, I've got some uh, coverage there. And, you know, it's, uh, it might be, it might be less expensive than, you know, a traditional policy, but again, got to do, got to, got to do some looking, you know, and, and make sure you're comparing apples to apples with benefits, things like that, but it is there. 
which is is a great uh, great tool again, like you said. Yeah, and of course, they can help with some of the healthcare expenses while you're still around, but then also provide that death benefit as well. So again, yeah, different options, different nuances, lots of little things in there that can be a useful tool. So don't just eliminate something just because you figure that at a certain age, I don't need that or whatever kind of stigma you might have with something. And so that's going to be it this week. we we'll keep it short and sweet. Just talking a little bit about life insurance and reasons to ponder it at least. And if you've got questions about how it might be helpful with your estate or how it might be helpful with transferring family wealth or growing family wealth or business succession or whatever the case might be that we talked about, definitely reach out and talk with a professional. Before you take any action, Tony is an EA and a CFP, so he's been doing this quite a while, helping families get two and three retirement. And you can reach out to him online at yourplanningpros.com. That's yourplanningpros.com. Don't forget to subscribe to the show on whatever platform you like to use. While you're there, you can find all that information also. We're on Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeart, Stitcher, and so on. This has been Plan with the Tax Man. Tony, thanks for hanging out, talking a little life insurance. And uh, I'll let you get back on with your day. All right. We'll talk to you soon. I appreciate you. We'll see you in a couple of weeks as we uh, move through May and we get closer to Memorial Day. So have a great one. We'll talk to you soon here on Plan with the Tax Man with Tony Morrow. Securities offered through Avantax Investment Services, SM. Member FINRA SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Avantax Advisory Services. Insurance services offered through an Avantax-affiliated insurance agency.